Hi, everybody. So here we are again. We are having technical issues. It's only Monday morning. <laughs> but Simon's still here, and I'm really honored today because we are introducing somebody who's been in the podcast before. She's given me the honor of interviewing her before last year. And I know there's a lot of incredible, good, and exciting news coming out from her today. And she's Sharifa Hardy, who is a business consultant, diversity, equity, and inclusion expert and influencer. She was a Long Beach City Council candidate in the 2020 March 3rd primary election, is, is a candidate for California State Senate. How exciting! District 33 in the 2024 primary elections. She's the president of the Southern California Black Chamber of Commerce, Long Beach area. She is also the CEO of ITTV Intellectual Television, the founder of Black Guest List, Black Basket List, and List of Blackbusinesses.com. Sharifa is the host of Ask Sharifa videocast and podcast. She's also the host of the Daily Morning Business Talk Show, the Roundtable Talk Show, She's the author of Signs You Might Be an Entrepreneur and the ebook Everything You Need to Know About Social Media Marketing. Welcome, Sharifa Hardy. Yay! Thank you, Viviana. I'm honored. I'm definitely honored. It's always a pleasure to sit down and speak with you. I'm so, so eager to hear from you because we haven't chatted for a while. And I know there's a lot of things uh, in there and happening behind the curtains that we don't know. And, and a lot of we are seeing um, so, so inspired by you as always. You are such an advocate for the community. And always, always something that I, I love is your inspiration. You know, you keep inspiring us all entrepreneurs to keep going, to keep fighting, to keep to make things happen. So let's start from the beginning. What inspired you? What got you into this journey? Well, I was inspired um, more out of necessity than anything else. I was a teenage mom, got pregnant at 17, had my daughter at 18. Now I have two kids and I was laid off eight times. So I had to figure out during this whole process that we call life, how am I going to feed these kids? And so the way I was able to do that was entrepreneurship. Wow. Wow. And a lot of single moms out there are, are listening. And that's pretty much the same way that I got inspired out of need, right? It's like, I have to make this happen. And how do we do it? Entrepreneurship was the freedom and freedom of time. And at the same time, the, the potential of, of course, earning what you what you want to earn, right? right? What roadblocks do you find in your journey? I mean, there are always roadblocks. In anything that you do, there are roadblocks. I, I think the main thing that I found more than anything else, the consistent theme, is that I believe we live in a society where it's a still a very male, masculine, dominated world. I mean, we're used to men being in business. And so when a woman speaks or when a woman says something, she's just cute. Or, you know, they want you to sit there and be cute as opposed to taking what you say serious. I've been in many situations where I will say something and then I'm overlooked. And then a male will say the exact same thing verbatim. And they're like, what a wonderful idea. That's brilliant. It's genius. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait a minute. I just said that. 
but it's, it's with so many more women entrepreneurs and female entrepreneurs, we're able to change that thought process because we're opening our own doors. I'm, I'm a part of so many different Facebook groups and groups and networking groups, which are women entrepreneurs and women supporting women. So instead of finding the need to go knock on all these doors of all the men who are in the good old boys club, we just created mm-hmm. our own businesses, created our own companies. And that's one of the reasons I am so, so proud of you. I mean, you are a woman who went out there and made it happen. You didn't wait for somebody to hand it to you or to give it to you. You created your own opportunity and that's what we have to do. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And you know that I I, I went through the same process <laughs> and I'm sure a lot of women have gone through the same, the same roadblock, the same setbacks of, wow, you know, I thought this door would open because I'm doing this and it's not opening up because, you know, I'm, I'm being undermined because I'm a female. That's the reality of it all, right? We have right. to call things as they are. And I have people laugh at me at the beginning when I started working. I mean, there's a lot of testimonials of, 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 of not being heard because of having a female voice. Uh, what would you say to those women out there that are now going through? Because we went through that, right? And we had to, there's two types of spirits. I, I always say there's somebody who, is a fighter and i think we're fighters right like if you poke me um you're gonna find me <laughs> and then there's the other side of um uh, of different type of spirit of is probably going to get uh it's gonna take it it's gonna take time to heal for them and probably make them stop so what can we say to those who are struggling and have and are still going through that because this is still happening mm-hmm. um to make them keep going, you know, don't stop because this is not going to stop for a while. We are now starting on, on uh, seeing things change, but we have to keep going regardless. This is not going to stop. What would you say to those women out there? I would just simply say the same thing. Don't stop. I mean, in this time, there are no laws or there are no social practices that prevent a woman from creating her own business. You can do whatever it is that you want to do. You can go as far as you want to go. The choice is yours. There's so many different choices out there. So if you stop, that's the decision that you make. But just keep going and you'll be able to create success for you and also create generational wealth. Yes, absolutely. Well, Sharifa, I have to ask you, so what inspired you to get into the political arena? (laughs) It's actually a friend of mine, my dear friend, Mrs. Sally Martin. She just passed away in June of 2021. I miss her to this day. She passed away at 99 years old, but she was getting very frustrated with the city of Long Beach and she didn't know what to do. And so finally she came to me and she's like, Sharifa, you have to do something. We need you to do for Long Beach what you do for businesses. And I looked into the whole process and I said, I think this would be a wonderful opportunity for me. And so I ran for Long Beach City Council in the March 3rd primary election. That's exciting. That's exciting. And then you're running again. I'm so happy. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is awesome. We need more females, entrepreneurs, women of colors. We need that representation in the government, right? I believe so. We need it. So what do you do for businesses, Sharifa? 
I help businesses. You know, I built my first website in 1994. I've been online for a very long time. And then I always tell people I not only help businesses to make money, but to help them save money. Because and sometimes that's more important because when you come online and this is a whole new world, it's still in 2022 It's like the wild, wild west. So many people don't know what to do, where to go, who to listen to, because for everyone who's saying 100 percent accuracy, you have to go left. There's someone else saying with 100 100% accuracy, you have to go right. And so often people don't know. So I always say, if it's anything regarding the WWW, ask Sharifa, do not face the unknown alone. So whether it's building their website, creating their website, online marketing, social media marketing, paid advertising, PR, it, it, this is the area that I love. And I can come up with ideas for marketing campaigns and businesses. It is just a gift because I have the unique ability to take something and just recreate it and recreate it and recreate it. And so often marketing people, they have that one great idea. They get your business a little attention and it's like, OK, well, what do we do next? You know, I, I come up with idea after idea to help businesses market themselves to get the attention they need and actually convert that traffic, those visitors into actual sales or clients. That's awesome. That's awesome. What do you see? Because you're safe. I mean, I love something that click here is help businesses save money because yes. there's so many systems nowadays, right? And we as entrepreneurs want to have the best or, you know, we want to make things happen. And sometimes right. it's sometimes you can afford it. Sometimes you cannot. So where do you see that businesses that they're leaking? Let's put it to you that way. Where is the money leaking? for businesses nowadays that are starting? I think the if I were to look at a business's leak, it's just that people tend to have this belief that if I throw money at it, it's going to make a difference. Okay, mm -hmm. let's go back to your website. Let's go back to your social media presence. Let's take a look at what you already have. So often business owners want to go after new clients, get new business. You know, we're, I'm not making enough money. I have to reach new people. But what can you do with your existing clients? What can you offer them? What can you upsell them? When they come to your website, you know, you may have hundreds of visitors per day. How many of those visitors are actually converting over from just being a visitor to being a client? So if we increase that number and that ratio, you will see your sales increase without um, increasing any paid advertising. So let's focus on what you have. Let's focus on your message. Take a look at your online collateral and see what we can do to assist you. Awesome. Yeah, that's important because sometimes it's, uh, business, especially at the beginning, think it's like, let's just advertise everywhere and see what happens. And let me right. sit here and wait for the clients to arrive. And that's not the process, right? It's, right. You have to qualify. You have to engage that audience. Uh, what are your tips for social media? Because you are a social media expert. My tips for social media are talk about your business. And it may seem so simple, but so often I have clients who come to me and they say, Sharifa, somebody, you know, Viviana told me that social media advertising works, but that's just crazy. I've been doing social media advertising and I haven't received one client. I haven't sold one product. It does not work beyond a shadow of a doubt. And, I, and I'm like, okay, well, I get 99% of my new clients just simply through social media. I do very little paid advertising. It's about who you know. Your net worth is in your network. And so when I take a look at their um, social media 
And I noticed that they have not mentioned their business or maybe they have mentioned their business, but it was two weeks ago in one post. You know, if this is a business social media account, mm -hmm. then you have to talk about your business. Mm -hmm. You don't have to talk all business. Every post should not be buy, 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 click here, sell, sell, sell. You can show some of the personality, but so often as business owners, we're afraid that, oh, well, Viviana's going to laugh at me. She's going to be like, nobody cares about your product. So there's a fear which they is in their own mind. This is a fear that they've created themselves about talking about their business because of what they're afraid that people might say. Often, another thing that um, where businesses go wrong is they do not post about their business enough. So like I said, maybe they posted two weeks ago and they think that a person is going to see that post who just came to their page today. No, you have to post about your business, something about your business on a daily basis. Don't just make the same post. Don't just use the same image. Change it up. Change up the message. But at the end of the day, make sure every day you're offering something about your business. That's the only way social media is going to work. The other thing is you don't want to be somebody who is just speaking to people. You want to be someone who's speaking with people. Join the conversation. Get into Facebook groups. Comment on people's posts. Um, hashtags, go on Instagram um, and, and comment on other people's posts. Once you do that and have a conversation, you'll see that people get to know you, like you, and trust you. Wow. Thank you, Rami. Thanks, Sharifa. Rami says, so true. Follow the 80-20 posting rules. Oh, that's interesting, right? Yes. What you were saying. So share 80% value drive content and 20% prom promotional content. And that is so true what you're saying, because I see a lot of, um, especially when we are starting, we're, we're like exploring and we're a little bit disconnected on that sense of, let me just do advertising. And then on my social media, like you said, nothing, nothing related to the business. And that's such a big mistake. Uh, it's like not knowing. So I, I always say that we need to have a social media calendar. There's something that has to happen there. And that's and we all make that error. I've made that a hundred times. You forget, right? Right. You forget <laughs> because you start doing it and then you kind of you can forget. So social media has to be an integral part of, of your marketing and your sales campaigns. Is so yes, I believe that, that social media calendars are wonderful. They are must-have. However, there is a downside that I've seen with such people who set it and forget it, where they'll schedule posts from now throughout 2022, and then as people comment and have a conversation, they don't go online to check those posts. They figure, I've scheduled my posts. It's done. It's taken care of. And someone may be asking you a question. You have to read your comments. And one of my my favorite expressions that I always say is no comment goes unanswered. If someone makes a comment on my post, I don't care if my response is just a simple thank you. It could be a heart, a smiley face, whatever emoji, but no comment goes unanswered because if the person took the time out of their day to respond to you, then take the time out of your day to respond to them. So don't just set it and forget it. Read your comments, go through your comments, because so often the I get many clients just from responding to my clients, excuse me, to my comments. 
when I respond to my comments, maybe there's a question. That person wants to know what I do or can I help businesses who are in Southern California or do you only help businesses that are in Southern California? So by responding to the comments, I'm able to have a conversation with this person. And then the people I respond to are usually typically the people who continue to support my business and support me on social media. Wow. Sharifa, uh, somebody is asking an, an interesting question here. Uh, how do you handle making a year calendar if your posts go based off the social climate? Interesting, interesting qu qu um, comment. The response um, actually when I was saying making the calendar for a year was a little bit exaggerated, a little bit, um, you know, a little having a little bit of fun. Usually I don't make a calendar anywhere over the next two weeks to a month. Mm -hmm. And if I were going to make a calendar for any longer than that, I would only make posts that I would know have no effect by the social climate, what's going on. Because as we all know, we are affected greatly by COVID, this global pandemic. And one of the things that I've seen in business is people are going, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to offer. I don't know what to say because I may want to have an event. Like I was so excited to be in the Long Beach Martin Luther King parade on January 15th. That was exciting. I would want to have posted that and shared it with the followers, but guess what? The parade was canceled. So I would have had to go back and cancel any posts that are specific to that date. So I only try to, um, to schedule posts that are general and generic and not posts that are time sensitive or social climate sensitive. That makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. For us, uh, we're doing, you know, the quarterly magazine. I have to do. Um, last year was, uh, you know, I was scheduling pretty much like you say, uh, the week or the two weeks. But I find that in my case, I have to be more organized so that I have peace of mind. <laughs> I think it goes with your brain, too. That's how my brain works. <laughs> so I'm like, this year we have to look at holidays, you know, it's very difficult when it comes to the social climate. That's um, because we are in the art industry. We are trying to not get too much in it, even though my commitment this year is to get more involved because we have to. We need everybody as possible, right? As many people as possible getting involved there. So um, when there is a news, and uh, that question is coming from me. So when there is a news last minute news and you have a sales campaign like I do, what's your choice there? Um, how do you get those news if it's negative? Do you ignore it and just keep posting your campaign happily, happily? Because that's kind of what I do, even though internally I'm not feeling great because this is happening in the world and I'm trying to do this. How do you handle that part? When you say news, can you be a little bit more specific? Yes, uh, let's say there's a shooting that's mm -hmm. like super impactful and negative uh, personally. So mm -hmm. usually what I do is uh, I'll either stop or I'll keep going and that's, I have to make that decision. It, it's always on me, right? Or, or you know, just, just let it be and don't get involved. Um, it's challenging. Uh, the level of business, you can keep going and probably some, some people will notice, some people won't. But at a personal level, it is challenging. So how do you handle mm -hmm. that part? Okay. Just wanted to clarify the question because those are two points. Um, I don't want to minimize any yes. anyone's pain at all. I I'm an empath who feels for people. Um, but there's always some type of tragedy going on. 
Mm. in some part of the world. It may not be in New York City or Los Angeles where I am, but there's always something negative going on. And I always focus on the positives. So you can't stop business because something happened over here. However, with that said, if it's a personal news or something personal that has affected you, or maybe something personal that has affected your community, I believe that people relate to you when you are authentic. If you have been affected by the shooting that was three blocks away or just happened in front of your store, once I get the point where I'm able to share that information, I will be vulnerable and I will be authentic and say, hey, guys, you know, I haven't been able to post for a couple of days. This happened and it really affected me. People respond to authenticity. I believe that's the one word, one thing that people respond the most to. When you just ignore something and act like it didn't happen, and what they believe is that you're cold, you're uncaring, and you're all only about the almighty dollar. But if mm -hmm. you're authentic, if it has authentically affected you, you know, maybe you can't do that right away because you're still suffering from the emotions that you're feeling. But if you go ahead and share it at some point in time, it's not a business post. Again, every post should not be about a business. It's just a business account. So it would matter to say, you know, our prayers go out to the shooting that just happened right here. That's something wonderful because it makes you a company and a person who cares about other people. That's beautiful. That's beautiful to hear. Thanks so much for sharing that. Wow. <laughs> Any more tips for uh, business entrepreneurs? Absolutely. I mean, there are so many different tips, different directions I can go. You know, it's hard to take 30 years of experience and bottle it into 30 minutes. But I think the most important thing is just keep going. I believe that God gave every one of us that little spark inside of us. And if we hide our light under a bushel, then we are actually doing the world a disservice because there's someone who needs what you have. There's someone who needs your service. There's someone who needs your product. And where would this person be if not for you. So, so often we think about, you know, our struggles and ourselves as opposed to saying, okay, well, what can I do to help mankind? What can I do to serve mankind? I was reading an article this morning and I'm sure you've seen either this article or one like it or had a conversation about it. But in 2022, it's, we're going through what many are calling the great resignation. And the great resignation mm -hmm. is about people who are saying it's not just enough to get a paycheck. It's not just enough to make money. But who am I? What do I want to do? How can I serve mankind in general? And I think that is so powerful. I'm so happy to see a great resignation because I personally did my own little great resignation years ago, months ago, when I said it's not just about having a job. You know, and I tell people that all the time. If I if I just wanted to go get a job, I can go anywhere and get a job. But who is that? job serving? Who am I helping? What benefit am I offering anyone else for me to just go and get a job? So I just think it's wonderful during this great resignation that so many people are just stepping up and saying, okay, who can I help? And that's the question I wake up every morning with when I wake and I say, how can I serve you today, Lord? And then I just find people to serve and people to help. Sharifa, you touched you touch me with that one because it's I, I always say that that's what really makes you it makes me get up in the morning, right? It's not just I mean, it's not just the business. It really mm -hmm. isn't. The business is only an expression, right, of your passion and your call. And I think we all have it. Sometimes some people uh don't don't find it right away or don't 
I don't know if it finding is the right way to to put it because we all have that. It's right. not finding; it's discovering within yourself right. what that what that cause is for you. What is what mission, however you want to call it. But that's what's gonna make you uh, stand in the weather, in the in the storm. Uh, it's gonna make you walk in the desert. It doesn't matter what you're doing. That's gonna make you keep going. And that's yes. and the thing is that, that one thing inside you that you have to do. You know, I always talk about that. I I never really wanted to be an entrepreneur. I wasn't one of those people who said, I want to work for myself. I have to work for myself. It was just something inside me that I couldn't just stay at a day job. I had to keep going. There's no way in the world I could have stopped. And that's why they will say, people will say entrepreneurs, artists, we have a calling. It's something that we are called to do. It's the reason why we came on this earth. And you mentioned, and I definitely agree with you, that thing about discovering. Often it's there. We just don't know what it is. And I, I know what my mission is now and my calling is as a talk show host. But as a little child, I was this little child who just talked and talked and talked and asked questions and wondered. And so now I'm able to take that gift and turn it into a livelihood. And I think that's what so many people are doing right now. They realize that they didn't go have to go out of their homes. You know, back in the early 90s, early late 80s, the printers were uh, took up half a room, you know, just to print in an office, you had to you had to go to an office to print. You know, computers were huge. Now people are able to print and use computers and fax and scan from the comfort of their own home. And so if they're doing this for someone else, then why not do it for themselves? So during the great resignation, people are looking into their talents. They're looking at their gifts. And they're also doing one thing that I just absolutely love is realizing that the most important thing is family. Family is the most important thing that there is. So you have people who are saying, you know what, instead of going to that day job, let me stay home and teach my kids. Let me stay home and love my children. We had a show on the Roundtable Talk Show on Friday. It was a father, a wife. He, The father was um, the guest on the show, but he talked about his family. Two parents, four children, and during this global pandemic, they created a YouTube channel about a children's book. And, and they just relate about what is going on. And I thought it was so passionate. Because, and he said he had been making good money. And had it not been for this global pandemic, he would have wound up being an absentee father. And I was like, wow, that is so beautiful just to have the realization that you can do things different and that family is the most important thing. And I just think there's a great, not only a great resignation, but there's a great awakening that there's more than money that's out there. And so when you... Do what you love, the money will follow. I think that's the most important thing. Do you see how people approach work dynamics finally shifting towards people's personal needs above work running the show? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, and I was one of those people and it was weird because I would always say, I can't work under these conditions. I can't work under these conditions. And people would say, how is it that, you know, you can't work under these conditions because you have to have a job? OK, but what is the most important thing to you? For me, the one thing that was my guiding factor was I always wanted to be a stay at home mom. That was it. More than anything else, I wanted to be a stay at home mom. Uh, in my mind, you know, I asked myself the question, if I can pay someone to do daycare, is that not a job? Right. Exactly. So I made that my job. 
And I just see more and more people are making that switch to understanding that family is the most important thing in your personal needs. We're also waking up to the realization that we are all adults. You know, I shouldn't have to go to Viviana and say, Viviana, on Tuesday, I got to go see my doctor. And then Viviana says to me, but why are you going to the doctor? You know, it's like I'm an adult. If I have to go to the doctor, then I'm going to go to the doctor, whatever it is that I need to do in my personal life. And then again, in this um, global pandemic, people are seeing, companies are seeing that people who work at home are so much more productive than they've ever been. A lot of people are able to adjust their schedules as long as they work eight hours or as long as they work and get the work done, then the company is happy. That was one of my biggest um, struggles because I tell people I talk fast, I walk fast, I think fast, I type fast. I type 85 words a minute. I can do in two hours what most people take. It takes them eight hours to do. So at the end of two hours, I'm like, well, what do I do next? There's no work, you know? <laughs> and so companies like, well, you have to stay here. You have to get it done. You, you have to be here for eight hours because we hired you and we're paying you for eight hours. Mm-hmm. But for, I literally, this is a literal statement for six hours. I had absolutely no work to do. And so I sit at my desk and twirl around and twiddle my thumbs because I had no work to do. Now in this society, people are able to adjust, do a little bit of work here, work for someone else. You know, you can multitask. And I love the ability to multitask. Like I was saying, um, not being able to work under certain conditions. One of the last companies that I actually worked for as an employee, they had no food in the building, in the building. And I was like, how can I work here with no food in the building? There was no restaurants, nothing to eat. The most they had was a vending machine. And the nearest quote unquote restaurant they had was a McDonald's, which was about six blocks away. And I had a 30 minute lunch period. So I had to leave my desk, get to my car, get to the McDonald's, order the food, eat the food, get back to the job all within 30 minutes. And I didn't like that feeling of having to rush. I love to be able to sit and enjoy my food. And that's what I'm able to do now when I'm working at home. I eat when I want to eat. I do what I want to do. And I think so many people are just waking up to the realization that you can be productive. You can get your work done. You can build your business. But I was always raised with that little kid song, Sing When the Spirit Says Sing. So I move when the spirit says move. I do what needs to be done as I need to do it. If I rest, if I need to rest, then I'm able to rest. I don't have a supervisor coming in and telling me, no, you have to do this. You have to do that. That And companies are seeing that their employees, even the ones who are still working, are so much more productive with more flexibility and less of a commute. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's it right being able to do what you like you say i do what i want when i want to i listen to spirit i'm guided i i love that because i feel the same i feel that the entrepreneurial journey is also a spiritual journey like we're we are able because we have more alone time less people around we're able to get in touch with spirit right to follow that that guiding voice And also because we know that it all comes from there. It depends on that. That's it. And and one of the things that uh, people mention when it comes to jumping from being an, um, you know, full-time, having a full-time job to becoming an, an entrepreneur is job security. And I always say, what security would you have better, you know, to rely on yourself or on somebody else? Yes. There's not such a thing, right? What would you say to to those? Because that's 
that's a fear. It's if I leave the job, I don't know, you know, am I going to be able to make it? And it's that, it's that mentality that stops a lot of people from, from going into the entrepreneurial journey. Uh, yes. I mean, for me, like I agree with you, Viviana, 100 percent. To me, this is about being spiritual, you know, and I was raised with a lot of spiritual beliefs. And one of the things that I was always raised raised with is that God takes care of the birds and the bees. Why would he not take care of the son of man? But the birds and the bees, they just go and they live life and they enjoy life without wondering or without worrying if they're going to have enough. There are there's more than enough, you know. So when you're wondering if you're going to be able to survive, if you're going to be able to to make it, you're already operating from a lack mentality. You're operating from a thought process that there's not going to be enough, and so you don't want to do that. You just want to trust, you know. I've I've lost everything that I've owned, all my clothes, all my shoes, everything but the clothes that were on my back and I'm here today. And I always ask myself during that process or actually said to myself, I said, God, I know you didn't bring me this far just to bring me this far. And so as long as I kept going, I kept dreaming, I kept building, then some door would always open because there is a plan for your life. You may not know the plan. You may not have the plan. But so often what happens is we stop and we go back to that job for a limited amount of time. And then we go off and be an entrepreneur or people go into other outlets with drinking, drugs, you know, whatever it is to get them off their path, distractions, worry, all of those things will keep you from what you're meant to do. But if you don't worry, you understand that there's not only enough there's more than enough, then you will be successful. But there's there's not one person. I can tell you even yourself, Viviana, there's not one person who was truly an overnight success. We had you on Ash Sharifa videocast at the end in December of 2021. And that's one of the things that you talked about, the struggles, the sacrifices. If anyone hasn't seen your interview, they can view it at AskSharifa.com. It's incredible how vulnerable you were, how authentic you were talking about some of your struggles. So people look at you now and they go, Viviana is in millions of homes and she's reaching out. That didn't start in 2022. I mean, maybe I'm wrong, Viviana. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're right. (laughs) Absolutely right. It's a journey. It's a journey. It is a journey. Wow, I'm so inspired. I could keep going forever. <laughs> I took a few extra minutes of your time, Sharifa, but we're just truly inspired by you today. I, I'm so happy that we got to share this. I'm just honored. Oh. I'm just honored to be here. I'm honored whenever I have the opportunity to sit down and speak with you, you know, and, and as you know, I'm just a helper. I'm just a giver. You know, some people say I give to a fault, but I don't believe there is a fault because if, if my blessing doesn't come through one person, it comes in another, a different way, a different person, a different direction, a different opportunity, but I just love to give. So if there's anyone out there who needs any assistance with their business, or maybe they just have a question, they don't know what to do or who to ask. I always say, ask Sharifa. Awesome. So they can tune in to AskSharifa.com or, or, or you're, you have, you're very active on social media, right? And you answer yes. every comment and every message. Yes. They can go to a Sharifa, Sharifa Hardy on social media. And I tell you, it's an incredible, incredible support. Um, I, I, I have that experience personally. And oh, my goodness, inspiring as well. Thanks so much, Sharifa, for today. You are um, so welcome. Really, and we will really be live. 
We will be live on the Roundtable Talk Show in about 20 minutes. I'm so excited. Okay. First show of the week, 8 a.m. on the Roundtable Talk Show um, on Facebook. They can check it out. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks, everybody, for watching today. You have been an incredible audience. I love your questions today. So interesting. And feel free to, you know, I know there's a lot of more questions. Maybe you didn't want to make it public. Send your Aoife in private. She'll be happy to reply to you. <clears throat> and thanks for watching. Thanks, Sharifa. Blessings, blessings. Blessings. And don't forget, everyone out there, it's only Monday. Don't forget to stay super inspired this week. Have an amazing week. And don't forget to stay inspired. <laughs>